you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. You know, I, I, I will say this though, when you do lose weight, I think those compliments do feel good because of how hard you work to get to that yeah. point, right? Yeah. But when somebody starts to gain weight back a little bit, they gain a little weight or something like that, I do understand because I, I see a lot of posts and how it affects them. And I'll see like certain friends of mine, they'll delete these comments because it makes them feel bad because now you're starting to like, what was the point? You're the same person that comp- complimented on the weight loss, but now that they gain some weight, they go, oh, look at you, you're getting fat again. What is the point of that shit? Also, in five, four, three, two, one, cheers. Cheers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I am your host, David So, with a wine glass of vino. And I got my co host today, Ed Park. Ed Park vodka. With a little bit of vodka. That's the only alcohol you drink. <laughs> yeah, I, I got into just non-sugary just clear drinks uh especially when i got into keto mm. i learned that vodka was alcohol you can actually drink on oh, keto for real? yeah so you're not doing so, keto anymore i'm not actually i've gained like 15 pounds it's good it well says a little bit about how i feel about myself i actually feel chubby really yeah you look great <laughs> i know <laughs> i hear that i yeah. hear that but that's part of my weird mentality because i've been 140 145 for the past three years now yeah and then to be on one like 160 now i feel a little chubby (laughs) it's crazy you don't look like you're 160 but you've always been thicker i have like your chest is really big you know i have a big back yeah 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 i mean like because i don't have to do leg day you know (laughs) because you look the same size as my brother but my brother's 145 wow but you guys look similar in size yeah because i wouldn't guess that you're that you're 160 at all that's actually kind of shocking to me yeah, uh, because, well, that's another thing. I'm like eating a lot of Korean uh, pear. 
pe. Uh-huh. <laughs> I fucking love that shit. You know, I haven't had it in years. I'm yeah, like, yeah, 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 I'm gonna eat this, but it's still too much sugar. I think that's what's contributing to it. But then I gotta be more comfortable in my skin. Be like, this is a normal weight, 160. Yeah. yeah. What made you uh, uh, quit uh, keto? Um. Well. Uh, when we started doing like kickboxing, whatever, like I was trying to get more fit, right, mm-hmm. and have more strength, but you, you fucking beat the shit out of me because I had no gas. Yeah, on keto, like I was like my fucking knees felt like newborn deer, mm-hmm. like they were just shaking, and I had no balance. In yeah, my feet. I had no energy to do like a fucking twenty minute workout. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was realizing, ah, shit, like being lethargic and keto go really well because <laughs> you can do nothing and burn fat. Yeah. <laughs> but, I was like, oh my God, I'm dying. Yeah, but when you start working out, you're like, like there's it's double time. no energy. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, if I actually want to work out, okay, got to introduce some carbs, but I'm eating too much candy and shit, like too much chocolate, like on the side, too much bullshit. That's but, so funny. Um, But you see them, but you moderate your food pretty well though. I tried to. I mean, I can still eat like a big boy. Oh, true. Yeah. Like uh, every time I go to like Panda Express, I can kill that entire one serving that they give. You know what's crazy too? You know, with the, you know, the topic about when we talk about weight loss. So I was in Hawaii for a week, right? Mm -hmm. Eating whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah. Just a savage. If there was food, I was going to eat it. It didn't matter. I only, I didn't eat when I was hungry. I ate because I wanted to. Because he could. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Because right? the options are so many, well, I, I, there's a musubi right there. Yeah, well, no, you're just gonna leave it. Exactly. We would eat, and my, you know, my brother went to my my best friend Gabo was there, and Abe was there, and we were just having a good time. Nice. I gained like eight pounds in a matter of like what seven days. <laughs> Easy shit. Hey, that's but decent. <laughs> I'll tell you this though, I didn't feel good. Yeah, I felt fucking terrible. I um ha- had heartburn. I uh, woke up full. I woke up feeling like shit every day. Uh, it's probably because like you're all swollen from eating and you're getting that fucking sleep apnea. Yeah. It's yeah. just all this, all this shit just compounds, you know, when I look back at how big I was. Right. And when that discomfort was so fucking normalized, we made this joke. It's like, yeah. dude, I didn't know you're not supposed to diarrhea every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's how people poop. You yeah. Know? But you get so used to being uncomfortable that that uncomfortable, healthy, lethargic feeling that you get from being so out of shape and being really overweight becomes your norm. And I didn't know that it was my norm until I lost the weight. And then now that during pandemic, I've gained like, I, I see I was like pre-pandemic, I was like maybe 205 pounds. I'm like yeah. 224 right now. Right. So I gained like 19 pounds. I feel it. Yeah. Um, definitely a lot more lethargic. Uh, I wore a jacket yesterday because it's getting a little cold. I thought it could fit it. <laughs> That's not fit. <laughs> Damn, jackets are usually supposed to be like that big, comfy. Yeah, because you know, I, I remember I, I had this Obey jacket. It's like a puffer jacket. It's my winter jacket, and I, I put it on. And usually, it has a little space in it. Yeah, this shit, I, I look like a grenade, <laughs> bro. That shit, this shit's about to just yeah, blow. It's about to burst. I'm like, holy shit, this shit doesn't fit. And it's true though. I, I think because we're so used to being big our whole lives. I don't really think about how much it it fucks with our self esteem a lot, mm, yeah. right? And um, it's one of those things that I think I I offset my me feeling not great about myself for being a, a fatter guy with my humor. I was always mm. allowed to be funny, and you know we're, we're such goofy guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's one of the things I I, I like to carry with me um, now that I'm this way. Like, I'll, I'll look at I was just looking at my old fat photos because I was feeling fat. Mm-hmm. So I know what'll make me feel better if I look at my old fat photos. Yeah, let me like, show you what really fat yeah, looks like. Yeah, I'm not that anymore. Yeah, but yeah, for, for sure. Like I carry some of those insecurities with me, even though I'm like way beyond that mm-hmm. now. But then um, I'll feel a certain way when someone, you know, says, like, "Oh, like oh, you look like you're filling in now." Like what? Yeah. <laughs> but for them, it's a compliment. Yeah, it's a compliment because actually, everyone was saying I was I look too gaunt, like sc- scrawny. Yeah. Like that's when it, it hit a different bone. Like, okay, I like when people call me skinny. But yeah. if you call me scrawny, that, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> but this is the odd thing too. And uh, I, I hear this a lot. And I, it's, it's funny because I, I read this quote uh, from Jonah Hill. And yeah. Jonah Hill was like, don't mention anything about my weight. Mm. Don't say that I lost weight because I look better when I'm skinny. And don't mention that when I'm fat. Just don't fucking talk about my weight. Yeah, It doesn't make me feel good either or. Right. Just 
leave it alone. Because <laughs> it, it, he can only be in control of what is, right? Mm -hmm. Where he's at. Well, people always have to make a comment about somebody's weight. And I, I wonder what that is, right? Because I get it. You know, I, I think it all the time. Yeah. You know, when I see some of these YouTubers I haven't seen in a while and they fucking explode, like they're huge. <laughs> yeah, in my mind, I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. But I, I don't say it out loud. I don't write it in comments. You don't need to write. I, like my, I just want to ask when people write that out in public, what is your objective? Mm. Is it there, there is an objective when we do when we have action things. Right. Is it to make this person feel bad that they gain weight? And some people are like, well, I just want to know that I care and I want them to be healthier. That's not what it is. You wrote that comment so people can thumbs up your fucking thing and say, oh, I also noticed this person got too skinny or too fat. That's what you're looking for. But yeah. you're not doing it because you care about that person. Yeah. The, ob the objective of what you're doing is to glorify yourself and your stupid fucking unnecessary comment. Yeah. Like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm a, I'm a health freak. I, I do diets too. And it's not even that. It it's the yeah. fattest fucking people that write that shit. <laughs> Literally the fattest fucking people call, on earth. I call that fat splaining. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, when, when I lost all that weight, trust me, there's so many people still giving me unsolicited advice about losing weight. Like, bro, I'm skinnier than you now. Yeah. Don't fucking tell me how to lose weight. Like, be fucking quiet. Also, too, like, that, that's why I do understand when people get annoyed when people make weight comments, right? And I've, I read it all the time, but it's just, it's kind of like, I, it just it doesn't matter to me. Maybe yeah. it's because, you know, I've done stand up and stuff. So getting booed off stage is one of the worst feelings you could ever feel. <laughs> Having somebody talk to me, tell me that I'm fat when I know I'm fat. Yeah. It's like telling me the fucking sky is blue. Right. Like, like, and that's the whole thing. Like, I fucking know. Yeah. I know. You don't got to yeah, like mention it to me, right? Mm -hmm. But there's another end of the spectrum too. Like there was a time when I didn't know it when I was yeah, fat. same here. I know, I know. Yeah, about. because I because at the same time, the other end of that spectrum being that people are are too polite and they don't mention it, right? Mm -hmm. And actually, in your head, you don't even know how fat you're getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's hilarious because there was actually a time you actually weighed less than me. Yeah, <laughs> and you had to. Sit, we sat down for lunch, and you'd be like. Hey man, you fat bro. <laughs> <laughs> like you're telling me that I had to do something. You're like you're like 240 pounds. Yeah, I was, I was like, Holy huge. Shit. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> that's another funny story. So, um, uh, Dumb and Zoe came to Seattle, mm -hmm. right? And I went to the show, and um, I went backstage to see them, and they hadn't seen me for a couple years, and I had just lost all this weight. And if you don't know this about Dumb, he's the most nicest encouraging person you'll ever meet like he will yeah. hype you up like so much he's the opposite of me <laughs> yeah. he made me feel so good about myself because he's like yo i've I, i've seen your progress da, 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 da. and then uh zoe walks into the room he goes holy fucking is that ed you used to be so fucking fat <laughs> <laughs> and tom's like you know i i wasn't trying to say that but damn <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny, dude. Zoe's the best, dude. Yeah. He's, no, so he's the most funny. talented DJ. Yeah. He's yeah. so fucking good, dude. He's That's so hella good. funny. But, you know, you, you would get the, all these comments about, yo, I'm, you know, I, I, I will say this, though. When you do lose weight, I think those compliments do feel good because of how hard you work to get to that yeah. point, right? Yeah. But when somebody starts to gain weight back a little bit, they gain a little weight or something like that. I do understand because I, I see a lot of posts and how it affects them. And I'll see like certain friends of mine, they'll delete these comments because it makes them feel bad because now you're starting to like, what was the point? You're the same person that comp complimented on the weight loss. But now that they gain some weight, they go, oh, look at you. You're getting fat again. What is the point of that shit? Also, too, when I click into your profile, you're the most disgusting fuck I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Shut the fuck up. Leave these people alone. Yeah. Like, and for me, I always have to go to bat and defend these people and tell these people to shut the fuck up because I know how much it affects them because yeah. they tell me. It has to be the right person, right? Yeah. Like when Bart tells me, then I'd be like, yeah, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> do something about that. Yeah. Right? And they're like, well, I'm trying to help you. Who are you in my life to go ahead and say that shit? Yeah. You're nobody in my life. If you fucking die tomorrow, I wouldn't shed a tear. So leave those things where you're saying you're trying to help me. You'll never help. Yeah, that's a weird conundrum. Cause like, yeah. what if someone said that to you too? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're looking a little chubby. Like every day I go into your DMs. I'm like, bro, I can't believe you're, how do you breathe? You fat fuck. <laughs> yeah. When you lay down, doesn't your lungs collapse with fucking Twinkies and lard? You fat piece of shit. Yeah. I'm, I care about you. 
<laughs> I'm only saying this because I care. Because I care. Because I fucking love you. But then why do I feel so terrible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you say it? <laughs> it's it's a weird thing, right? And that was stuff that I had to navigate when I was younger. Like I see it all the time, right? Mm. So, you know, there was one comment though that had me fucking dying only because of how much it affected me. And I was telling Tim about this, but we did a video together and somebody writes like, hey, you know, David looks like he's gaining some weight. I'm really concerned. Like, how's how are things going on in his life? Can you ask him? And I read that shit and I was like, <laughs> that shit hurt a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded a little, it sounded too real, you know? Like, yeah. Like this person, like, wait, do I even know you? Like, this person fucking cares too much. Yeah. This shit hurt my feelings, man. It's like, have I gained that much weight? And I gained like 19 pounds or so. Yeah. But for me too, once again, it's all activity based. Like if I wanted to lose weight, I'm, I'm going to lose it again. But all these celebrities too, they get scrutinized so much. It doesn't matter. You can't fucking win. Because yeah. we could talk about Adele. You know, Adele, no matter what she does, and we know I mentioned this about Lizzo too, or any of these like larger female artists, because women get the most shit when it comes yeah, to weight loss. For how they look. How they look. It's yeah. it's basically it's what their value is based on so fucking much. Because a guy can be fat and funny and he's fine. But if a yeah. girl's fat and funny, it's like, oh, she's not cute. Like, the, the, the weirdest thing too is like, let's say Lizzo loses a shit ton of weight. There's going to be some haters like, oh, I only jacked off to you because you're big. (laughs) No, Adele, she got a bunch of shit because she lost a lot of weight and she was doing it for her personal reasons. Because like bigger, you know, white women were like, you represented me. Yeah. (laughs) Who the fuck said that that was her responsibility? (laughs) Right. Who the fuck said? Uh, You were the big confident girl or whatever. Well, now she's the skinny confident girl. And the thing that I always see the most. And once again, this is coming from somebody who's still overweight that this this shit always cracks me up. Is when somebody who is unhealthy, they always use this example. They go, well, just because you're skinny doesn't mean that you're healthy. A hundred percent. However, when you're morbidly obese, <laughs> there's 100% no, you're not about, healthy. Yeah, there's, no, there's no such thing of fucking being big and healthy. Yeah, like the there's morbidly sure. obese and healthy, right? Like yeah. you're you're a hundred pounds overweight and you're still like, I still work out. It doesn't mean that you're healthy. And I'm coming from a point where I had to get, I had, I had got blood work done. I had all this stuff done. I had the whole uh, body mass index right, scanner right, thing done. That. I did all that shit. I know where I was at physically and it wasn't good, you yeah. know? So I don't need you to tell me that I'm healthy. It's it's the fat acceptance logic, yeah. right? Where it, it just goes on the, oh, let's go anti the fat shaming. But then- you can't like do opposite day on some of the fact-based criticisms, yeah. <laughs> right? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. 
Like, okay, I can understand like beauty being subjective, right? So big girl being yeah, beautiful. Yeah, 100% can be agree. Fun. Yeah, agreed, right? Beauty in the eye of the beholder. But then be like, no, she's healthy <laughs> or they're healthy. It's like, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's, it's it's a simple matter of this. It's like, like I, I kind of rasp back to what I was saying before. If you feel like somebody who is not healthy, that they're fat and you feel that way, how about you shut the fuck up and keep it to yourself? Yeah. That's the big thing. Yeah. You don't know these people personally where you can affect their life, where you can make them in your mind, make them change for a, for the better in terms of health. Shut the fuck up. Don't talk about them. I'll tell you though, um, I did a little Q&A while I was losing all that weight. So I had finally hit my 100 pound loss like goal. And then I did a Q&A and they were like, what motivated you to work out? It's like resentment. <laughs> I thought about all those motherfuckers that made fun of me for being fat. And I was like, I'll fucking show you yeah. bitches. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That was part of the big, it's like, let's say like I, I when I was doing my fasts, like really hard, um, A, I, I would think about like people giving me shit for being fat, but B, I would also like grab my tit, tell my body, look, there's so much energy right here. <laughs> this fat right here, this is reserves. I grab my stomach. I'll grab the back of my back right yeah. here. Be like, this is energy. Eat, eat this. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's fucking funny. But it's crazy how much that stuff starts to affect your psyche, right? Yeah. You, you, you just never know. We, we either mask it with humor or we do something else with it. And it's it, just a weird place to be in, like mentally. It's, it developed our great personalities. Yeah. Out, right? <laughs> you know, when I finally lost that weight, it's like, hey, now I have great personality and a rocking body. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's hard though, losing weight, yeah. you know? Um, no, like it's, a, it's the addiction part of it, right? Oh. You got, there's a mental state of mind. Like when you're saying all these people telling you you're fat and all these things, like where you got to go to the doctor you know, and talk to a guy who's going to like let you know, bro, you're morbidly obese. Yeah. Right. That's someone like you would listen to, right? Not all the noise and all the comments and all that shit in the air, but it's like you, you yourself have to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, this ain't right. It's funny too. I, I, I read this comment where, you know, I mentioned this and they go, well, somebody, David is as, as a person who was really overweight, you should understand you were active when you were bigger. Like, were you considered unhealthy, even though you could do all the stuff that all these, you know, physically fit people could do. I was like, my knees are fucked up. I lost all the cartilage in my fucking knees yeah. because of me playing basketball at that weight. Yeah. So no, you're wrong. I, I was suffering consistently back pain, lower back pain, knee pain, joint pain. It was all fucked. I had heartburn every fucking night. And you I just thought it was normal. Yeah. Right? I had acid yeah. reflux. I would just sit and all of a sudden acid would gurgle out of my throat. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's a Monday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cause you know, Sunday cheat day, even though every day is cheat day. <laughs> exactly. You know, like I said, we would consistently just normalize this pain all the time. So I don't need People to tell me that I should feel good about being fat and I'm still a good person. I never said that I was a bad person because I was fat. I'm telling you, I didn't feel yeah. good. And once again, if you're big and you like being big, don't give a fuck. Whatever the fuck you want. Like I said, my opinion in space about how you what you do with your body doesn't fucking matter. And I will never write a comment on your page in your personal life and tell you that you're fat, overweight, or disgusting. Because number one, none of my business. Number two, I don't care. Yeah. Right? I mind my own business when it comes to that stuff. So at the end of the day, when I when I make comments about how I felt, for somebody to come in and insert their opinion about how I should feel about my weight and tell me that, oh, you were still an awesome person. I never fucking said I wasn't. Yeah. Why the fuck do you keep like mixing those two things together? And that's that's one of the problems. Like, A, you're never gonna give them that affirmation because there are these other big people looking at a big influencer and be like, hey, I'm fine, right? Mm -hmm. When they're not gonna expect to be like, no. <laughs> you're yeah. not right and like because you know you're not fucking liars yeah right but the other part too is is like when um we don't really like we i was saying earlier like we don't see it for ourselves us being fat like yeah until we have to get our own reality check mm -hmm. right yeah yeah that's the that's the, the the weird part right when the moment that you realize that you don't that you're not healthy and then you have to make this change. It was it was very difficult. I just remember the just people. I just remember how short tempered I was when I was trying to withdraw from all the foods that I was addicted to. Yeah, like an excessive amount of fat and excessive amount of carbs. 
And if I didn't have it, I would throw a tantrum <laughs> like a baby. Oh. <laughs> and I think that was the part that bothered me the most is yeah. that I couldn't control my urge just not to eat an excessive amount of sugars and carbohydrates yeah. and like an excessive amount because I still eat what I want now. I just do it in moderation and I'm, I'm a lot better with it. So like, for example, I was in Hawaii. I came back. I was 228 pounds. It's been about four days. I'm back down to 244. 224. Okay. So, and that's just all bloat. That's all every, all this other shit. And I'm back to exercising and I still, and I feel better now. Well, it's still hard because I got so addicted to eating these foods. Even when it made me feel bad, I wanted to eat more of it. Mm. It is a literal fucking addiction right. for you to do something that you know is killing you, but it's, it still makes you feel good, even though you feel bad. What kind of shit is that? <laughs> God, I can't think about the times about, like, I get embarrassed when I think of all those hangry moments over food <laughs> like i threw a massive fucking tantrum at church once right because so they have you know after in, in korean church after service there's a big a spread of food yeah, yeah for everyone right um it's usually always korean food but then um there was another food line run by because like i said in tacoma there's a lot of army vets that go to korean churches with their korean wives right and they serve the american food like you know hamburgers hot dogs and, and that stuff so one time I was in line and there was a girl in front of me and I was the last person in line, right? There was two hot dogs left and she bought both hot dogs, even though there's us two left in the line. I was like, there's enough for both of us. She got two hot dogs and I was so angry. I went back and I grabbed that chair and I threw it across the room. My friends are eating their hot dogs. Like, what the fuck is Ed, your problem? That is the fattest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life, yeah. bro. I was so that shit is angry. hilarious. And think about that kind of hangry though. And right? then you look at her, you're like, hey, can I get your number? <laughs> I like your style. <laughs> is that like the way you move? Yeah, I like the, if, if I was you, I also would have got two hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I threw a massive tantrum. But uh, speaking of the other thing you were talking about, um, I don't think people realize that Fat David and Skinny David is still the same fucking person. Yeah, just one's gonna live longer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I, I sometimes feel like people look at me as two different people now because mm -hmm. um, there was that guy they knew that was being fat, and then now I'm this. But I'm like, yeah, I'm still the same Edward, mm -hmm. right? But at the same time, I would also get this sense of like this identity crisis. Like I stopped wanting to be known as that guy who lost a hundred pounds. Mm -hmm. There was something about it that made me be like, let me distance myself from weight loss now. Let yeah. me just be me, right? Because people always want to be like, that's the guy that does keto. Mm -hmm. I'm the keto guy or that's the weight loss guy or whatever. And then what happens? Like hundreds of people get so many DMs asking me how to lose weight. Yeah. Right. And like, he's just like, I don't suffer. fucking, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I suffered and I Googled. Yeah. You know, but okay, here's another funny story. So, do you know what a uh, subtle agent traits is? Mm -mm. It's a Facebook group, millions of people in it. It's about this Asian culture, you know? Okay. Like, uh, you know, black people have black people Twitter. Yeah. Like, Asians Asian are on traits. Facebook. Okay. <laughs> it's called subtle agent traits. Well, there was, an offshoot of that group called subtle Asian dating. Right. Mm. So I jumped into that too. Right. Um, and it's hilarious memes about Asian people dating, but people also auction themselves. They have photos of themselves and they tell their pros and cons and they introduce themselves. It's kind of like dating on Facebook. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm out there in the sticks running the grocery store. I ain't got nothing to do. I have a six pack and I'm not impressing these methods. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I go ahead and I post myself into that spot. It goes fucking viral. I get like 11,000 likes on that shit, right? But all of my DMs, dudes asking me how I lost weight. That's hella funny, dude. <laughs> I didn't get any girls like hitting me up for anything. That's so fucking funny. It was funny. all these other fat Asian dudes like, Young, how do you do it? <laughs> Like, this fucking group is bullshit. Yeah, I can get a single girl. Yeah. Just, that group is literally all face. That's what you found out. It's all guys around. It's this. all guys like thirsting, and then like I now I know all the secrets. That's fucking. You know what the thing is, too, guys. Like, just as a heads up, right? You losing weight is not going to help you get a girl. 
yeah. you're just going to be the same person with low self-esteem, has a terrible image of yourself because you're tackling the wrong issues. Why do you feel the way that you do? Yeah, it probably does have to stem from your self-esteem because of your weight, but then there's so much to work on after that because there's baggage with that. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, part of our great, we've been friends for like 10 years now. Yeah, long time. Like we were two big guys full of confidence. Yeah. We, we, we knew who we were. Yeah. And we knew who we weren't. Yeah. And if you see a guys who carry insecurity with them when like they lose weight, you, you, you can get hookups for sure. Yeah. Right. But damn it. Like if you don't work anything out about who you are and your personality and your insecurities and all that, um, long lasting relationships, <laughs> like, yeah. good luck. It's right? It can happen. It can happen. It's, it's hard. They, they think the weight loss thing is, is like a cure for their personality. And it's not, it's not, there's so much things you have to work about. It's the same thing with those guys who, or girls who try to mask their insecurities or the inadequacies that they have with their personality traits with money, mm. right? Oh, you thought I was a loser in high school? Well, guess what? I got this high six-figure paying job now. That's funny. Now you're a loser with money. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know? Does that make you any more approachable? <laughs> exactly. You're still the fucking dweeb that nobody wants to talk to because you're socially awkward as fuck. Yeah. The re- you, you being broke had nothing to do with the fact that people didn't want to be around you. It had everything to do with the fact that you're fucking weird as shit. You right. don't know how to talk to people and you're awkward as hell. Right. You focused on the wrong things. You thought money was going to fix it. You thought that the weight loss was going to fix you know, your social inadequacies. It has nothing to do with any of that stuff. Yeah. If you're a dope person, people will gravitate towards that shit all the time. When they say work on yourself, I, I, I really do believe too, um, a lot of the reasons why people fail to lose weight is because they're kind of, t- the weight is like the, the tertiary issue. Mm. There's things, there's a reason why that you're overweight. There's a reason why that you you cope with a lot of your terrible emotions with food. Oh yeah. Well, I, I mean, one of the biggest factors to get me to start losing weight um, before seeing the doctors or anything was therapy. Why am I fat? Why do I not think I should be skinny? Why do I not, why why am I depriving myself of a long life, mm-hmm. right? Why am I allowing myself to die in my 40s or 50s, Yeah, right? Like I'm asking, because I, I, I mean, I'm smoking jewels now, yeah. <laughs> e-cigarettes, but I was a heavy smoker, pack or two a day and fat as fuck, mm-hmm. like, there was a lot of factors in these things that uh, with my behavior and my habits that I wasn't even addressing. Like, yeah. why am I this big to begin with? Yeah, That's the first thing you have to tackle before you're like, give yourself permission, allow yourself now to go through the hardness. You can call it suffering. You can call it fucking self-abuse or what. I don't yeah. give a fuck. But it's what it takes to lose weight. You just have to do a calorie deficit. Yeah. You know? and, and, I, and I say this to the people the most who consistently talk about their weight and they always verbally have to say, I don't care that I'm fat. I don't care that I'm fat. You clearly do because you've said it so many times. And I say that because I know what it feels like because I was there too. It always did bother me. Not so much the what what people would say about me, but it bothered me that I just didn't feel good and I would do nothing about it. And I'd always say, and I would always throw it off with jokes or whatever. But at the end of the day, I have to live with my choices. Mm. Nobody's going to help me get healthier. I just have to do it. And if I keep on stacking it with excuses of, well, there are big people who are who are large. Like look at sumo wrestlers. They're athletes. Doesn't mean they're not going to die and like fucking, doesn't mean yeah. they don't have to die beats, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people always use that sumo wrestler thing. Like I'm supposed to be proud of it. They go, dude, David, but sumo wrestlers are athletes. Yeah. They're fat fucking athletes. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're fucking, they're, they're not, Healthy. They're not in great position. Yeah. yeah, they're not healthy. Yeah, they're, they're, they're strong. strong. Yes, like like big fat people are strong too. Like the reason why my legs are so big is <laughs> because I was carrying a hundred pounds yeah. like every day for years. Yeah, right. But yeah, there's strength that comes with being big, but that's that's not healthy at all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always like I said too. It's always the guy that says like, "Hey, let me give you an example." of This guy who did triathlons and he's morbidly obese. Cool. Are you? Yeah, one in a billion. It's like, are you though? <laughs> are you the guy that's a triathlete that's swimming in a fucking salt in, in an ocean, popping out on a bike, biking for 30 miles and then coming out perfectly fine? No, you're the guy that's sitting there talking about the guy that's doing that. It's not feeling good about yourself. I'm talking about health wise and also yeah. mentally. And right? also, could they even do a fucking triathlon? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, don't, don't speak for that guy. That yeah. guy can speak for himself. He has the body of work to show what that he's healthy and he has the metrics for it. 
And do those people say, if I can do it, you can do it too? I think those people know that they're one in a billion. Yeah. Right. Like, cause even for me, like the reason why I stopped giving weight loss advice is because I swear to God, 99% of people I've given advice to haven't lost weight. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and it's like, well, they, they, they want a quick solution. Yeah. And it's just not going to happen. So when I tell them my method, which is absolutely nuts, <laughs> don't do what I did. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I had to realize. That I did very extreme binary um, tactics to have to lose weight. Although it was scientifically correct, I went through a lot of hardness, right? And I had to realize not everyone can do it. A lot of people will look at it as suffering. Mm -hmm. While I, in my suffering, I was grabbing my tits saying there's enough fat here to live off of. Also, you're secluded from humanity. Right. Yeah. It's not like I, I didn't have anyone to support me or help me at all. I had to do it on my own. And I had that attitude now, like, I can't help you because A, I'm super fucking far away, but this is on your own discipline. This is your own accountability. Like, no one was there to support me to do anything. Yeah. Do any of it at all. Yeah. I had to do it on myself because I needed my own self-realization. I had to be real with myself. I'll tell you this, easy come, easy go is what always happens. Mm. Um, I know... You are only two out of maybe I say like definitely over ten people who've done keto yeah. that was successful, right? Right, and you're the only one that I know that did keto that stayed successful. Yeah, the only one. Whoa. Okay. So oh, well, I feel good about myself now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so um, other people who have done keto, yeah, they kind of lost the weight and they kept they kept a, they kept some of it some of it off. But they blew right the fuck back up right mm -hmm. after because easy come, easy go. Because it's a very hard lifestyle to keep up. Yeah. And once again, you did the homework and you found the reason to why you were so addicted to being overweight and unhealthy in the first place. Mm -hmm. So it kind of puts you in a good good space to be at, right? A lot of everybody else, if they don't find their reason why, they're always going to go back to the thing that's the easiest, which is to eat again. My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever try to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume, it's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving the listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at tryfume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you haven't focused on your mental health this year, now is the time to start. Listen, we've all been cooped up, tense, and honestly, we know the importance of our mental health. So let's stop pushing our thoughts and emotions aside and start feeling again, my friends. Listen, if you haven't tried therapy and you want to give it a go, give BetterHelp a try. It'll assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you don't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. And you can message your counselor at any time while setting up weekly video or phone sessions. It's super convenient and more importantly allows you to be in your own safe and comfortable environment listen i've used better help and it was honestly an amazing experience and i still use and talk to my counselor till this day so give it a try and you have nothing to lose so special offer for genius brain listeners get 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash genius so visit betterhelp.com slash genius and get that 10 percent off and work on that mental health baby 
and because those are the moments of happiness mm. and when you kind of like identify yourself with like for your example oh i'm the keto guy that joy goes away yeah and you're just left with this it was like okay i'm ed the guy who lost weight after that fuck shit goes away what are you you're just ed yeah the theory of desire <laughs> yeah. going back to squid game yeah That's going back is. to squid game. yeah now you're just ed yeah so what now people stop mentioning oh you're the guy that lost weight because now they're just like oh you're just fit ed yeah so that attachment of being the guy who lost a hundred pounds has has gone away now. Now you have to be left with these choices. Who are you now? Yeah, like I'm not going around being like, "Hey, I used to weigh like a hundred pounds more." <laughs> right? No, I don't. You know that that doesn't define me mm-hmm. either. Like, like you were saying, like being fat is not your identity. Yeah, right. And but if you make it your identity, then that's what you live for. Yeah, right. And so when you lose that part, then what you got to fill that up with something else. Now I'm the fit you know, version mm-hmm. of me and what now everyone has to know that. No, you're actually, your identity is way more than your condition. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, obesity is a condition. Condition means it, it can change. Yeah. Also too, even when you lose weight, there'll be times where you're going to gain 10 pounds. You're going to lose 10 pounds. You'll gain 20, lose another 15. Your body's going to fluctuate all yeah. the time and you have to be okay with that. You have to be, understand too. You can't beat yourself up every time on this, this, what your scale says about you because you're conflating your weight with the value of yourself as a person Mm. and that's the hardest thing to get around with some of these kids it's just they're like oh my god i gained weight i gained so much weight it's like yeah you did you'll just lose it again i'm okay when people mention that stuff because they're just kind of talking that's fine yeah when i see the effect the value of themselves that's when i get a little bit concerned and once again too it's probably not it's their fault and not their fault at the same time because of what other people say about them constantly. Yeah. It's those fucking Instagram comments. It's those YouTube comments. It's those people around your circle talking shit about you because of your weight. And people need to really cut that shit out. And that's why we have these extremes that people come out. We have people who are on the big girl movement because they're so sick of people telling them that they're not beautiful, that they're yeah. not worthy because they don't look a certain way. Yeah. And that's why people start to identify who they are with their weight now because they're fighting back against all this other stupid bullshit. And it goes the opposite way around with those people who are so buff, all they do is talk about how buff they are <laughs> all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Their identity it, is, their is identity. linked yeah. to like how they look. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't define you guys. Like, even when, um, like, oh, I'm growing up in church, everyone knew me as the worship leader guy, right? And I didn't like that. I I am so much more than the guy who leads worship every Sunday, right? Then I'm uh, the guy that does it high. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that. <laughs> I'm not just a worship leader. I do it in a fucking different time zone, <laughs> in another universe, bro. <laughs> I praise God oh, and I see him gosh. literally. A hilarious thing too, just to tie it in. I smoked weed every day while I lost 100 pounds. So to take off that stigma as as uh, Ed the pothead, yeah, I wasn't fucking lazy and laying around or you know doing nothing. I, I lost 100 pounds smoking weed. I was high the whole time. That's hilarious. You stop so smoking. don't tell me I can't praise the Lord. I do. <laughs> if I could control my munchies, I could yeah. praise the Lord high as fuck. Yeah. And, and you know what? Depriving myself from the munchies was part of my discipline tactic. Ah. Yeah. Like, so... Um, yeah, okay, I can fast, I can do whatever, but what if I'm high and I have the munchies really hard? Can I still not eat? Yeah. And I proved myself to that and I saw the results and I lost weight and then I had a different outlook on what marijuana was doing for me. You know, I don't smoke as much as I used to, you know, but yeah, like uh, there's so many things like in bears that you can break because of the stigma of what you think about it. Like, especially the stigma of people too afraid to lose weight. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. there are people afraid to lose weight. Yeah. You know, and that's a big hump that uh, for some people to have to get over because they're not really looking at themselves in the mirror. They're too ashamed to look in the mirror. I had, uh, I was doing Instagram live and I was talking to this girl and she's super funny. And it, it originally started out with um, relationship advice. Yeah. And I kept talking to her and we could continue this conversation. And then she mentioned something about her weight. She goes, I have a dope-ass personality. I'm fat. I know it, and I don't really care. And I was like, well, hold on for a second. I never asked you about your weight. So why did you feel like it was important for you to bring that up? And she goes, I just feel like people expect me to look a certain way and that I just want to go ahead and fight against it. And I was like, well, let me ask you something. Do you say that because 
of how, are you trying to fight back because of how people make you feel or is that because of how you actually feel about yourself? Yeah. She got really quiet. She started tearing up. Yeah, dude. <laughs> she was, brought up defense mechanisms before anyone went on the offense. Yeah, she goes, I'm going to strike you before you strike me, right? Because I wasn't even thinking about that. First of all, we're on FaceTime. I don't know what your body yeah. looks like, but it's about how she feels about herself. And I was telling her, hey, if you want to lose weight, at the end of the day, you can only do it if you do it for yourself. Mm. It always has to be for yourself. That goes in anything that you do in life, whether it's a career path or relationships or anything else, right? You can't do stuff based on somebody else's agenda. Yeah. If it's important for you enough to bring it up in this conversation when nobody mentioned it, it's something that bothers you. And you can't do it because people are keep calling you fat or they're making, you know, or your parents, Asian parents do a great job of talking about your weight. <laughs> Do it because you want to do it. And I guarantee you, if it makes you happy, then you should stick to it. Okay. If you're happy being a big girl or a big boy, then you shouldn't have to go ahead and put it on a microphone 24-7. Just be happy in your existence. Yeah. It's, it's so important not to do it because other people said so. Yeah. If you're trying to impress somebody else, it's a lose, lost cause. You'll fail every yeah. fucking time. Or even if you do succeed, you'll bounce right back to your yeah. old habits. Because once that demon's gone, you beat that fucking demon. What are you left with? Oh, yeah, dude. I would wake up in the middle of the night because my mom's praying for me. She has my hand, <laughs> hand on my belly praying to God that I need to lose weight. You know? So, as if God's going to be yeah. like, oh, shit, my bad. So guess you what know? happened when I when I lost all that weight? I had a six-pack. And I was showing my mom, mm -hmm. look, oh, my, I got a six-pack, you know? I'm trying to help her because when she's praying on my fucking belly. Yeah. What'd she say? You're too skinny. Like, <laughs> you know? Like, she might. Yeah, trust me. What other people have to say at the end of the day doesn't fucking matter, mm -hmm. right? It's on you. It's on your standards. It's on your own will. It's on You'll never your be enough goals. compared to other people's standards. Yeah. You'll never be smart enough. You'll never be pretty enough. You'll never be successful enough. You'll never have enough money. It doesn't fucking matter, man. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I love going to Hawaii because nobody mentions any of that stuff. <laughs> I'm a model out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a standard body out there. I'm the prototype yeah. Hawaiian baby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm just a little pale. You know, yeah. but when I go out there, you know, just once again to give love and credit to people in Hawaii, like they always do. None of my friends there, they never talk about wealth. Yeah, they never talk about what I'm wearing, what I have, mm. um, what I'm driving. None of that shit. They go, "What do you want to eat?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go to a beach today. Yeah, you know. We hang out, we joke around, we talk about shit, but they never, ever mention about wealth, what we have, houses that we want to buy, the next mm. career move. We don't say any of this shit. They always exist in the now and they appreciate what they have right in front of them. Ain't no squid games in Hawaii. There's no squid <laughs> game in Hawaii, dude. They go, yeah. hey, here's the money. They're like, all right. Yeah. And they'll probably walk out. That'd be a funny parody, like Hawaiian squid <laughs> games. They're just like, hey, give me to a beach, bro. And everybody just hits the no, I'm out button. Yeah. You know, there are people in Hawaii, their their economic situation sucks, right? There are people in Hawaii right now, if you guys don't know, people who who have grown up there their whole lives are being displaced because they can't afford housing out there. Yeah. Because it's so fucking expensive. And I know this right now because I'm looking to rent rent a place out there because I'm planning to open up a business, yeah. right? I want to rent a spot. Dude, the rent out there is like LA prices, but they have the shittiest pay out there. Yeah. You know? So now, like when I open up this business, I want to gear it towards locals. They're going to get the Kamaaina discount. If you don't know what Kamaaina is, like Kamaaina is like local discount, yeah. right? And we want to, for me, because I deal with like, I'm dealing, dealing with uh, a lot of like community outreach and marketing, I want to donate, if we do really well and successful, donate our drinks, um, our time, do a lot of charity work out there too. Yeah, because man. people don't understand that these people have to work their asses off. Sometimes, most of the times, actually work two jobs just to keep their just to stay in their house yeah all these outsiders are coming in buying up all the real estate yeah you know like that whole fucking deal with uh mark zuckerberg buying yeah. all those acres of land and all that like shit. what the fuck yeah they're literal displacement yeah and like I, what's you know, the point zuckerberg why the fuck would you buy all that fucking land <laughs> yeah like what's the point dude you fucking weirdo fuck yeah what use does he have to do for your fucking robot you don't need any of that yeah, you're shit fucking chinese dude <laughs> hey, uh, dude, we're, we're shit. he fucking chinese sucks bro i don't care what you say and you know when like you know facebook crashed recently too oh shit yeah i, I didn't know i was in hawaii <laughs> it's, yeah you i could give a fuck less yeah I, I was chilling out there and then um i guess when it came back on i didn't know it came back on because i wasn't looking at my phone yeah um 
And people are like, dude, everybody's freaking out because Instagram was gone and now it's back. And Facebook lost millions and millions of dollars. And it was, I forgot, it was like for a few hours. Yeah. It was, I, don't, I don't know how many hours it was, but it wasn't a whole day and it was a few hours. Everybody was freaking the fuck out, which kind of blew my mind a little bit. Says a lot. It says, it says a, lot. a lot about our society. Yeah. I'm talking about people who don't use this for a living. And even if you did use Facebook and Instagram for a living, three, four hours did yeah. nothing to you. Yeah. Like personally, it, it did a lot to the company because of ad revenue and everything else. But to you personally, for you guys to freak the fuck out because you couldn't post the acai bowl that you were having this morning, <laughs> you fucking loser. And I, and I, <laughs> Fucking sheepsecky loser. Yeah. Like, you know why you're a loser? Because you're a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> like just, just the I mean, idea. Th- there's just so much to do. There's so much other things to do. Like how, what? How yeah. were you spending your, your days? And, and it made me weird, feel weird because it wasn't like, oh shit, Instagram is down. And they were like, oh, I'll just go do something else. It was what the fuck am I going to yeah, do? Yeah, what do I do instead of doing something else? Like, what the fuck am I going to do? I can't watch another white person make popki from Squid Game. <laughs> I can't. What am I supposed to do here? I can't watch somebody do a backflip off a wall. Like, yeah. it, I, I, I don't understand it. Like, the conspiracy part of me just wants to think that there's just like Facebook, Instagram shills trying to be like, it's such a big deal that it's down. But uh, it, but it's for real. Like regular ass people's lives crumble because Instagram. And that's Facebook's the weird down. thing. I think that's the word though. It crumbled. Yeah. Why did it crumble for you? Even if you did make a living off of brand deals, three four hours didn't affect your livelihood at all. It's not like Instagram was never gonna come back yeah, up. It, it's not like the people paying for those brands were they were freaking out just as much as you were. Yeah. You know, like. But uh, it's. It, your life goes on, it goes down. It could be part of our social media generation exaggerating exactly how much we feel you Maybe. Know, about it, right? Yeah. Like, oh my God, I literally died. How are you fucking talking to me right now? Yeah. <laughs> you literally died? And then the moment that you it, it went back up, you went straight to Twitter and Instagram to tell people how crazy you felt that it wasn't there. Yeah. It's a reflection on you. It's not just an app anymore. It's an integral part of your life that if you don't have it, you cannot exist which is so sad, right? And no matter how many times people say this or talk about it, it's just, it's now a part of our society. It is who you are now. It is an identity thing now. I've I've posted one photo in the last four months, right? Yeah. And uh, I used to be that guy that posted multiple times a day. Yeah. You know, back when it first started. And then I started seeing it like, oh, like social media is like video games. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like if... um. I don't play like RPGs online, but then some of those games are like actual entire worlds on their own, right? Yeah. Their own little universes. Oh, that's right. Right. But social media in itself is also a giant universe of its own, mm. right? And so is the world exploding? Yeah. It's that world exploding, not the world the, exploding, yeah. right? So I get it though, but those are people investing their entire lives or their brains and their thought processes into that second life trust me it's your second life it's not your life here in our reality reality looking at each other interacting with it working breathing eating leaving sleeping right for some reason some people get lost in their social media like that is their life when i watched that Chappelle special and he says something so profound it was very simple right and i'm pretty sure many people have said this before but he just goes i don't give a fuck twitter's not real i was like oh shit big facts yeah it's not real and people think that everything that on twitter is real yeah it's not like a small percent of the of the population actually uses social media in that type of way right most people don't well we forget like twitter facebook and all that shit for me in my memory, everything, all the social media got huge in 2007, mm-hmm. right? That was like, that around that time was when I remember everybody was getting on Facebook. Everybody was getting on this and that social media or whatever. But think about how old kids are these days from that time. They've only known life with social media. Mm. Right? I don't think there seems to be a lot of people who forget that there was a life without it yeah. before. 
I, I, I like what one of Mariel's uh, cousin does. Their kids aren't allowed to use social media whatsoever. Yeah. And the way that they interact and speak to people is insane. Hmm. Like they don't care about what's going on about. <laughs> and they're like, like you'll mention to them about, other, they're like, I don't know what that is. They're like, I'm going to play this game. I'm going to go outside. Yeah. You know, which is very nice. Like it's very refreshing to see. So it's, it's possible to, to raise kids without having them look at those social media apps for yeah. validation. Right. And it's going to be harder and harder for these kids, obviously, when they're the odd person out where they're like, oh, I don't really care, you know, because people are going to want to fit in. When you're young, fitting in is a huge reason to why you even do anything at all. Right. Why you say the things that you do, why you pick up certain slang with the music that you ty- that you listen to has to do with everybody else like what it. you don't say. Yeah. Especially what you don't say. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just a weird space to be in, man. And I, I, like watching how everybody freaked out about that made me kind of sad. And um, yeah, I mean, but that's how like, look, I, I'm not an influencer. I'm your friend and I get to be on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. But that came with a lot of your followers um, coming through and looking through my my social media and then defining me through that. Right. Mm-hmm. And that that was it felt just like people defining me for being the fat guy. Yeah. People defining me for being the video guy or having some kind of identification for me. And it made me realize that other people play the game of social media like it's their representation. It's their best foot forward. Yeah. That's why I don't have a problem posting the worst aspects of myself. Yeah. That's why I have all those shitty fucking videos from all the bullshit that happened at my store. Mm -hmm. Right. Those are tragedies, man. Like that fucking sucked when it happened to me as it happened. But in the way I was going to play the game of life and how it was represented in social media i was hurt by this i was fucking angry by this but you know what you guys laugh at it that will make me feel better Mm -hmm. right and that's why i wasn't afraid to show the worst aspects of my life because for people fucking laugh at it yeah you know and that's the best way i can accept it that's comedy too yeah it's part of comedy it's part of having to deal through these things but then i'm not gonna be out there only posting like a six pack that I don't have anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's you know because it comes and goes. And I always hear this conversation too, where I know people who go, "Oh, I I post videos because I do it for myself, right?" And I always wonder too. It's like, okay, cool. So nobody watches your videos. You still posting? You still shooting all this content? Yeah. Yes or no? Probably not. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. That's a hundred percent okay. But you have to be honest with yourself too. You know, you don't have to justify what you're doing by trying to sound like you're cooler than everybody else. Yeah. I know why you're doing this. It's because you like the attention. In order to be an entertainer, you have to like attention to us to a certain extent. It's almost damn near impossible not to. Yeah, that's and that's what people might not realize about social media, that you're entertaining other people. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> you're not out real. They're trying to be an entertainer, but it's not real. Yeah. It's not real at all. Uh, that that's the hard part too it's how do i explain to you people do a very good job of saying i know it's not real but the way that you behave it says otherwise mm. right mm, the way it eats at their soul a hundred percent and you know even for me too there's comments that get at me but then i always remind myself whatever you know <laughs> yeah this like what i was saying when when i was we went in on this uh girl who was being fucking racist and then her fans were hounding me on my my instagram right yeah saying shit like i'm bitch made and i'm like i'm the perfect example of a future domestic abuser or some shit Tight. right then i go look at their instagram and they're like look at check out my new pokemon cards <laughs> and like, look at my xbox collection like shut the like, fuck uh, up i right, get it whatever yeah like i'm not worried about you i fucking get it yeah you know what's so hilarious too the person that we're talking about this person's family member hit me up <laughs> okay. yeah and they, they were like this person's a psychopath. <laughs> like, and I kind of like did a little quick looks like, oh, this person could just be saying stuff. And this person was a family member. And that person that we're talking about is ostracized from the family because of their erratic behavior and how they treat their family members. Mm. Like they're nuts, insane. And I'm like, holy shit. So her followers are her new family. Yeah. yeah. And so um, this person was telling me like, yeah, everything that you said about her, it's kind of crazy how spot on it is. Like you don't even know her, but what you observed is is what we've been dealing with for years. She's been torturing our family for fucking years. People like that are so easy to read. Yeah. Like a fucking book. Yeah. It's easy. You could just look at this person because we've seen people like this a million times over. Yeah. And it's it's 
when you, like I said, you see the guy who has a Pokemon card collection, which I'm not knocking on. I love Pokemon, <laughs> right? But you know, it's just an example. But of him like, to come at me like he's a hard man. Yeah, like I'm gonna beat you up, bro. Like, you just lucky my Charizard don't got chains <laughs> on it right now. <laughs> he, he fucking throws a, a Pokemon fucking Charizard yeah. card at me. <laughs> <laughs> like get the fuck out of here with that shit. Well, once again, social media is not real. I know yeah. so many couples who are very good at pretending like they're the most perfect couple, but I know how yeah. shit their fucking marriage is. I have to deal with it all the That's time. It's gotta be the worst. Yeah. To, to None keep... of my friends that you know, by the way, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> but that's gotta be so fucking crazy because I don't feel comfortable about putting out an image of myself, mm-hmm. you know, that's not a full representation of me. But like to keep posting that you're perfect, you're awesome all the fucking time. Not only that, you're you're fucking perfect with this couple. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the craziest lie I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, it's psychotic. Yeah. How do you do that? How do you hate this person <laughs> and hate being around them? Wake up to them wondering why the fuck you're with them. And then the next post is, I'm so blessed <laughs> to be with Jonathan. It's yeah. fucking amazing. Every day is like a dream. Right. So it doesn't make sense when all of a sudden all those couple photos are deleted and they broke up and then there's a post about, uh, closing to the chapter, but what about how awesome he was? Yeah, you know, this, what happened there? Yeah, you were just you weren't keeping it real with yeah. us. People, I do. I get DMs now asking if me and Mariel are still together. It's like because I don't post her every day. <laughs> you yeah, have to be reminded that she exists. Yeah, let me tell you something. I let her know how awesome she is all the time. I call her stupid every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean, like. People need this affirmation from strangers. Yeah. You don't strangers. Need I don't need you guys to tell me how healthy my relationship is, dude. My my relationship is fucking great. You could ask all my personal friends how how fun it is to be around us. Yeah. We have the time of our lives every fucking day. I don't need to tell you guys that and I don't need to show it either. I literally don't have to. I have nothing to prove. And I think the reason why, you know, our relationship has been so strong is because we've been dealing with our problems by ourselves. Mm. With you know, talking to each other about it, fighting through it without having to show people that we're great. I don't need to show you that our relationship is awesome, especially at the times when it's not. Yeah. I don't need it. I just need to make sure that she's okay and I'm okay. And our relationship has been great. It's awesome. I would love to see this a uh, one social media account where it's just fighting. Couples fighting. Oh, dude, it would be hilarious. like, yo, this fucking cunt bag. Yeah. You know, <laughs> called my balls small. <laughs> you know? but the, you know i i have seen uh like a couple accounts like there's a korean account where this couple the way they talk to each other is so fucking like they're just screaming and yelling all the time but then it's like you see over time like oh this is like endearing yeah. <laughs> but it's so real korean right? relationship for sure dude yeah i hate you you're so fucking annoying like, what did i say about that yeah <laughs> like, like crazy shit oh like my that God. Yeah. <laughs> just if they were keeping it real and I saw some people fighting too, then I could follow, you know, some of that shit. Like and be like, oh, okay, like it would help me as a single guy to understand what relationships are like totally about, encompassing about, not just the perfect part of it. Yeah. Because I've seen people like, you know, my tongue saying is telling me about their girl problems, and it's like, oh, because she's so like invested in all these k-dramas she thinks that a guy should do this do this do that like go to the airport before she leave, leaves with a fucking like huge bouquet of roses Man, fuck or some those shit. guys dude you know <laughs> she's like why do you have pores in your face <laughs> yeah huh you don't love me enough to close those fucking pores <laughs> it's like, yeah, people stop living in a reality because of it it's like what if we took away all the sugar coating and all the glamour and like you accept how shitty things are too, the bad parts of it, but be able to laugh and and work through all the fucking shitty parts of it. That's fucking health, not I, ignoring it. I think the weird part too is when I see um, some people treat their significant other very well based on how people compliment how awesome their relationship is. They'll go, <laughs> oh, you guys are... So awesome. I love how like you guys look so good together. And they'll look at each other, they go, Oh, like, yeah, you know what? You're the best, babe, because of the comment. And then right. it disappears 10 minutes later and they start fighting all over again. <laughs> it's like, do you only felt good because somebody said you were awesome? Like they they're working their relationship out through algorithms. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like That's oh so true. It's you know, that fact. time I I surprised you with chocolates, a lot of people like that. So um 
I guess next time I should bring surprise her with like a big box of fucking Kit Kats and or some shit. <laughs> yeah. And make a really shitty Jason Chen reel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you, Jason. Oh, I love you. Shit. They're doing great, by the way. Yeah. I'm not using them as an example. I'm yeah. just, I just hate his videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His fucking videos that he, it's not even his original ideas. He, yeah. he takes them all from like, I know who, I, I remember when I saw his videos, I was like, where did I see this before? He, fought, he copies Lee Xiong. She's like, she's a Korean actress. It's all right. her videos. I'm like, you fucking, that's the most Chinese shit you could do, Jason. <laughs> Make a knockoff. Like even your fucking Instagram's a knockoff, dude. How do you, you did fucking comedy covers. Yeah. I know you do that with your music. Don't do that with fucking comedy reels, yeah. you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> God damn it, dude. He's funny because other people are funny. <laughs> you five foot two fuck. I love you to death, bro. I fucking love that guy. He makes me laugh. He's one of like the most honest dudes you'll ever meet, by the way. I think he's like slightly autistic. People <laughs> like Asperger's or some shit. That's yeah, the yeah. best. He's like, oh, what's wrong with what I said? <laughs> he's, he's like, Jason Chen's the fucking best, dude. Jason Chen will say some, you'll never know this side of him because he's a personal friend. He'll say some outlandish shit and it everybody's like what the what fuck, fuck are you talking about and it's his a, face is just straight it's a matter of fact yeah. <laughs> the fucking best dude if you ever get to be jason's friend you'll crack up 24 <laughs> 7 well guys that wraps up this episode of the genius break podcast <laughs> well i was gonna say one more thing about uh squid game actually oh do you remember yes halloween <laughs> it's gonna oh. be all squid game <laughs> hey you're you're so fucking funny because guess what's in my cart right now and i couldn't get any of the stuff in time what because everybody's ordering all the squid game outfits <laughs> were you gonna get a track so i was gonna the, be the gangpe dude that gangpe? <laughs> you'd get a snake i was gonna get a snake tattoo it's all gone well, all those all, all the, it's gonna take like three weeks to come in well i'm i'm already i'm wearing my squid game uh cosplay right now i'm <laughs> i'm kihun after he wins the game yeah <laughs> That's why I'm growing out my fucking facial hair and this hair. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to walk around and hold a bag of marbles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's well, the easiest way to do it. It's the easiest way to be it, dude. Fuck, guys. Well, yeah. that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast for people out there who are dealing with their weight issues and their personal image. I hope that gives you a little bit of insight into that. Uh, you can follow Ed at Ed Park VP. And you could uh, follow the Genius Brain podcast every Thursday and Sundays all the way up until January 1st. After January 1st, it's going to be once a week. Because you better have those three-hour podcasts, bro. I got more of those, man. <laughs> They're the longer yeah. podcasts. We'll, we'll, we'll make them a little longer. But I got a few projects. I'm opening up that business out in Hawaii. Um, I'm doing another podcast with Tim. So we're going to split it into that instead. So I got, I got a lot of shit I have to do. I got to get things I got to get done you know, in the new year. But we'll see you all next time. Peace. Peace. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.